Hey everybody, today is March 6th. Welcome back to another episode of the Steam Leo Show. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about mass adoption of cryptocurrencies and where the future is headed, and most importantly, what you can do to make mass adoption arrive faster and bigger and in a better way for the entire global ecosystem of cryptocurrencies. So right now the Bitcoin price is 9,000. Just thought I'd give that quick context. But I saw this article today with the Coinbase CEO, Brian Armstrong, pretty well-known figure in the crypto space. And he was explaining his ideas for how crypto is going to go from 50 million to 5 billion users, basically explaining how we're going to go from a low level of crypto adoption to massive crypto adoption on a global scale. So the four primary points that he brings up uh, in the discussion of how crypto is going to be massively adopted and how a blockchain is going to bring the solutions necessary to make that adoption possible are scalability, privacy, decentralized identity, and developer tool solutions. So to just give a quick breakdown, scalability of transactions is obviously important. We don't want to see blockchains uh, like we've seen in the past with Ethereum getting clogged up from simple use cases like decentralized digital games and digital art. And clearly the technology has a little ways to go before we'll see a massively scalable solution that could handle billions and billions of transactions on a daily basis. The next point is privacy. Privacy is obviously a huge thing in crypto. For some people, privacy matters a lot more than others, but I think we can all agree that privacy to some degree is going to matter as any crypto user is leveraging the technology in their own way. Decentralized identity kind of ties into the privacy point, but it basically, it's almost similar, I think, to a digital identity on the internet. So when you use Twitter or when you use social media in general, you've got your own little digital identity on there and you might use your real name. You might not use your real name. Either way, you live a digital life that is separate in certain ways from your physical life. So some people play their life pretty similarly on both sides of digital and physical and others play the game a little bit differently. But I think decentralized identity brings a level of concreteness to it. It lets you use a decentralized digital identity system to leverage things like DeFi and loans and other things of a similar nature, but using a identity that is stored on the blockchain and basically taking over control of your data. That's what I see as the main point here is that a decentralized identity system would give the users the control over their data that we have lost to companies like Google and Facebook and these large behemoths and governments that have leveraged our data to create trillion dollar markets. So Armstrong goes on to talk about crypto compared to the early internet. I think this is an interesting comparison. I, many of us have heard it before. Uh, in the crypto space, it's a pretty common comparison to make. The early internet had a lot of issues. It lacked a lot of the technological infrastructure that is needed to bring it to the mainstream. And over the past 20 years, we saw many different technologies being put into place that basically made 
what is now today the normal use of Twitter and social media and web applications and online banking. All of these technologies weren't built in a day. As the saying goes, Rome wasn't built in a day and neither was the internet and neither will crypto. It's going to take time to build the infrastructure necessary to handle mass adoption. I think a lot of people are concerned with mass adoption in terms of just public perception and they don't realize that they're is a great need and a great gap in the technology and the infrastructure needed to handle mass adoption itself. So what does mass adoption look like now and in the future? To me, mass adoption looks like a lot of different things because everybody in the world uses cryptocurrencies and uses money and digital technologies in different ways. We're not all the same. We're all actually very different what we need and want from something like crypto is very different from our next door neighbor who might use crypto in a completely different manner. One major thing that I have my eye on is the Cash App. I use the Cash App to buy and sell Bitcoin. It's basically my gateway into cryptocurrencies. I find it easier than other solutions like Coinbase and I find that the fees are slightly lower. Obviously, this is not a perfect solution it doesn't provide us privacy. It doesn't provide us a lot of the benefits that cryptocurrency is meant to provide us. And it is basically just a stepping stone into the future of crypto and the crypto world more broadly. I look at the Cash App as kind of a middle ground into the adoption of crypto. Uh, it's easy to buy and use Bitcoin, but if you just store it on the app, like a lot of people do, you don't really own that crypto. And as the famous saying goes, not your keys, not your crypto. If you're going to use something like the Cash App and use it to store your crypto, then you won't really get the benefits of cryptocurrencies and digital security. So for my own personal usage, I like to use the Cash App as just a gateway. I use it as a way to buy and sell crypto. And once I send my money through the Cash App, I'm not leaving it in there. I'm getting it out of there as soon as possible. I'm moving it to things like a hardware wallet or some other form of storage that doesn't make me reliant on something like the Cash App or whatever exchange uh, would allow me to trade other cryptocurrencies. I would never leave a large sum of money on one of those exchanges for a prolonged period of time. And that's a pretty obvious thing to anybody in crypto. But my main point here is that mass adoption is going to happen in waves. It's not going to happen all at once. And it's not going to happen in the way that a lot of people think that it's going to happen. I think a lot of people are going to, I think that the average person is going to adopt something that is, looks like the Cash App. They're going to adopt something that is easy to use, user-friendly, and that has all these like little graphics. And, and it's just more friendly to the average user of cash and of crypto. Your normal daily user is not going to want to learn how to use a hardware wallet. They're not going to want to learn how to use all these various crazy DeFi technologies that are hard to use and hard to learn about. And they're not going to use them now. That's not to say that they'll never use them in the future. I think that these technologies still lack some basic user-friendly technologies. And in the future, I can definitely imagine solutions that look more like the Cash App, but offer more of the security aspects of cryptocurrencies and digital wallets and hardware wallets and storage methods like that. We're already kind of seeing that with the ledger. 
I think the Ledger has improved. And I'm talking about the Ledger Nano or the uh, or really any other hardware wallet. The technology is improving quickly and the user friendliness is also improving pretty quickly. But I still think that we're pretty far away from the average person walking around with a hardware wallet and understanding exactly how it works. So the last point that I want to make about adoption of crypto is the main point of this entire video. And that's how each of us individually can make a massive difference on the adoption of cryptocurrencies, the adoption of Bitcoin, and the basic daily usage of these technologies. Because that's what we're all here for. I, I think most of us are here for the long-term vision of cryptocurrencies and the quote-unquote crypto revolution. I think a lot of people get caught up in the price movements. Obviously, it's the main talking point of crypto to watch the price of Bitcoin and to talk about how the price is fluctuating all the time and talk about investing in crypto. But I much prefer the conversations that Andreas Antonopoulos has. He continually talks about this path of earning crypto instead of just investing into it. And I think the people who benefit most in the long run from crypto are the ones who learn how to earn it in these early days. So it's people who can freelance, people who can sell their services and sell their products in exchange for Bitcoin and in exchange for cryptocurrencies. Those are the people that are going to really leverage this technology. And they're the ones who are going to gain the biggest advantage in the long run. I think if your focus is primarily just on investing in cryptocurrencies, you're going to get caught in a lot of traps. I think we saw that in the bull run of 2017 and 2018. I think we saw a lot of people get caught up in the illusion of crypto projects and the illustrious seduction of trying to make 10x on your investment and just make a bunch of money by buying this elusive cryptocurrency and hoping that it goes up in price at some later date. So what we can do on an individual level to make adoption happen and to personally benefit the most from cryptocurrencies, in my opinion, is not only learn how to earn cryptocurrencies from our work, but also learn how to leverage cryptocurrencies in day-to-day -day transactions and in friend-to-friend -friend operations. So what I mean by that is a lot of people use things like Venmo to pay each other back. A lot of people give money for birthday presents. It's, it's little things like that, I think, that will make the biggest difference when it comes to mass adoption. I think what people need is you need a friend who kind of infiltrates the space, learns a little bit about it, and starts to kind of spread it almost like a virus which is kind of funny terminology in the time that we're in right now with uh, COVID-19. But the analogy still works. It's kind of like a little virus that you can spread. You use your unique skills and products to earn cryptocurrency, and then you kind of rope your friends in by showing them the benefits of using crypto as you try to find ways to use it in your daily life. And for the first people that start to adopt these types of technologies, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy to find people who are willing to accept crypto in exchange for products and services. But if you are starting to accept it for your own products and services, and your next door neighbor slowly is starting to accept it for their products and services, it starts small and it 
quickly grows into a large fire. And you'll soon see a lot of different people accepting crypto and Bitcoin for their products and services. And that's how the crypto economy is going to be created. That's how mass adoption is really going to come about. We're going to see the infrastructure being built. And if you're not a developer, you can still do your part. You can still earn crypto for your work. And you can still learn about the technology and find other people who are willing to accept your crypto that you earned in exchange for what they do for their work. And I think that is a conversation that needs to be at the forefront of cryptocurrency. If we want to see mass adoption on the scale that I know that we all want to see it at, we want to see 5 billion users. We're going to see that when we start to see people who are using crypto for products and services and who are actively searching for other people who are willing to get roped in and use it for their products and services. So do your part. Look for ways to earn crypto in exchange for the work that you are good at. Look for ways to leverage your passion and your creativity to earn crypto. And when you start to earn crypto, look for other people who are similar to you, who are willing to sell you products and services that you need in your daily life in exchange for crypto. And slowly you'll see the crypto economy being built. You'll see the impact that you can have as an individual in this space, even if you're not a developer. So thanks for listening to this episode of The Steam Leo Show, and I'll catch you next time.